free thinking is, is very important to me and it's really rooted in like, um, to be honest, neuroscience, um, how we really build connections in the brain through creativity and, and hands-on learning. So those are my true ethos. With the dramatic change in the education landscape, this conversation could not be timed better. Hey, I'm Des, and I'm thrilled to have you listening to another episode of Positive AF. On this episode, I interview Melissa Flaxman. She's the founder of Future Makers located in Ferguson's downtown Las Vegas. Future Makers is a supplemental education program that strives to fill the gaps of traditional school systems to prioritize creativity and consciousness. Keep listening to hear Melissa's journey as an educator, the challenges she's faced to provide equitable education, and what she's doing to empower these young makers. Hey, what's going on? You're listening to Positive AF. Today, I'm here with Melissa Flaxman. She's the founder of Future Makers. Thank you so much for being with me here today. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, I'm so glad we're able to um, talk on the podcast. I know that you are doing some amazing things in our Las Vegas, uh, downtown Las Vegas community. I want to open up the space with some gratitude. What is it that you are feeling grateful for? Well, I'm, even though you just said it, I'm truly grateful for our downtown community, um, especially with everything that's been going on in the world. Um, I feel like our downtown community really focuses on issues of justice and brings uh, kindness to the table. Also, just so many amazing people to learn from. Um, So I've been really, truly grateful for that. I resonate with that so closely. I mean, the downtown community that we have here in Las Vegas is one that's so magical and everybody truly leads in all of their business and personal endeavors with community and compassion, keyword compassion. Um, So yeah, I'm just really excited with how our little city has grown and how we uh, have so much more to look forward to in the future and what you're doing, especially to educate our younger Las Vegas. So can you tell me a little bit more about what you're doing and how did that all begin? Well, I am an educator. That's my life's path. Um, And like I said, I love community. So being in a classroom is, was feeling stifling. And I just saw that um, there could be so much more done for the future out maybe in the community. So just bringing the, um, ethos of educating our future but in a new way right Um, in a way that brings the strength of the community um, specifically downtown through creativity and consciousness to this future generation that's fantastic and i want to dive more deep into your pillars on how you educate and how you recreate the classroom how do you bring in holistic teachings? How do you bring in wellness? And how do you differentiate yourself from a normal classroom? Um, Well, for me, it's a lot about big ideas and letting kids be free thinkers. You know, there's a lot that in my own journey, I think a lot of unlearning had to be done. That's a word we're hearing a lot right now, but it's also something that led me to Future Makers. So letting kids be creative, right? So all of our workshops are rooted in creativity, um, but also consciousness in that we want kids to 
be thinking outside of the box. Um, so free thinking is, is very important to me. And, and then it's really rooted in like, um, to be honest, neuroscience, um, how we really build connections in the brain through creativity and, and hands-on learning. So those are my true ethos and what I'm rooted in. That's, re that's revolutionary. And it speaks to me really closely because I feel like my upbringing in elementary school especially and even I remember kindergarten there was just this cloud over the classroom that told us to hush hush be quiet don't have your own mind don't speak your own mind um, and I feel like to myself and a lot of other students that's very detrimental in that stage of development and learning to be a confident thinker as we progress into you know teenagers and then into adults so i feel like what you're doing is very needed and is is completely lacking in our school in our current school system when did you realize that you had a calling for this was there any particular moment that you were like this is just not working uh, well i was a special education teacher um and so i kind of went through a range um I taught at J.D. Smith Middle School, which is located downtown on Bruce and Lake Mead. And that's a school where um, most of the homeless shelters in that corridor, the kids attend at J.D. And I started noticing more and more the inequities there, which students maybe would end up in um, my classrooms and how maybe it was not really related to um, the diagnosis they were given. So just some things there. I don't that I started making connections with it is um, the world that affecting what's happening to students then I went from there to a school in the suburbs and at the school in the suburbs there was a lot going on with just kids not having access to what they needed as as far as CCSD went and and you right that might surprise you um, but at the school I was in downtown there were a lot of people like me that were really fighting for the kids um, so then when I ended up in the suburbs, I uh, started seeing even more need there, right? Like kids can, weren't getting what they needed, even with an IEP, which is a legal document. Um, after that, I went to Mary Hill, which is a private school. So that's when I started seeing the um, inequities in um, like after school programming and what those kids had access to. So some kids there were taking five after school programs from language, piano, every type of movement as far as making um, education accessible to people of all different learning styles, economic backgrounds, and then putting that together with the creativity that's lacked. So I, I, know, I know that's a long answer. No, that's, that's really great. I want to hear all of that because you go into a lot of detail as being a teacher on the front lines, having experience in all these different forms of education, after school, the whole sphere which led you to then start Future Makers. So Future Makers, is it like a supplement to education? Is it an after-school program? How does that work? Well, you said it perfectly. Um, that's exactly what we have been, is supplemental education. So our mission was equalizing access to supplemental education. Um, moving forward, though, looking at what's happening with the whole system of education, we might move beyond that. Yeah, there's just so many awesome, awesome kids I know that you work with who are doing like really amazing big things. Is there anybody or any example that you want to put on the spot or highlight right now? 
Well, yeah, let me talk about that. There's that whole other part of Future Makers, um, which is our Young Entrepreneurs Program, which is who I consider the Future Makers. We started popping up at Market in the Alley two years ago and ran into, started just collaborating with the most amazing kids. I think at that time, Kume from Tofu Teas was already there, um, which... I'd love to shout her out. She's doing amazing work right now around racial justice. She helped the Kids Against Racism rally, which was just wonderful and made me really actually start rethinking the idea of that the future makers are really could be or should be front and center. I mean, I feel like as an educator, I'm just so excited to see what what they can do, right? And to, to be a little bit more behind the scenes, I think. So I'm really excited to, to collaborate more with the kids. Um, so we have Kume at Tofu Teas. Um, there's Benji at Team Super Benji, which just has a beautiful story. I, I implore everyone to look him up too. Uh, I don't want to forget anyone. There's people that have been around forever. So uh, we've got a lot of kids whose parents are also entrepreneurs, um, like Melissa at the car bar, Maddie's very involved. Um, and then my daughter, Sophie, um, you know, has been making art. So we have kids doing all kinds of things. San Diego Brothers, amazing artists, so truly talented uh, with digital art. Um, so yeah, these kids are truly like, they do not need me. So with them, it's so exciting. I get to learn from them as well as far from everything, from entrepreneur skills to um, social justice, right? Uh, so yeah, they teach us a lot. That's the whole scope of skills though. It's, it's like the entrepreneur program that you have, they have to, it's really hands-on. It's like they really can own their project. And I think that's just another thing that will propel them into being a confident leaders in the future. That's so exciting. Everything's so exciting. Now, I don't want to uh, be Debbie Downer, but I do want to touch on this because I think it's important for entrepreneurs to understand this in your journey. Can you tell me about a time when you encountered a challenge in carrying out your mission? Oh, right now, I mean, um, hands-on learning in a virtual world has been extremely challenging. Um, yeah, that's, oof. I saw so in my brain right now, um, I'm like trying to build this app. I, I don't know that it can solve problems, but what's going on in the world of virtual education feels about 10 years behind at least. So I really figuring out how kids can still truly learn and make those connections in their brain without being in our presence and having that access to hands-on. That's the challenge. <laughs> as far as relating that to, to my entrepreneurial journey, um, you know, we have a physical space. So my, my own dream as an entrepreneur was um, to land at Ferguson's downtown with our space. And so that dream came true in December and then um, in March, everything closed down. So Yeah, everybody's having to pivot. Would you say that everybody was able to pivot on digital platforms for like digital workshops successfully, like all the kids that you're working with? Or was there some hiccups there? It's not my favorite thing, I'll be honest. 
So I, I could push through that a little bit more probably. Um, but so what we do, and it's been exciting too. So what we, the, the difficult part is the materials, right? So we do kits where we bring them to the kids um, and then they make over video. Um, you know, so for me, being in the generation I'm in, that doesn't light me up as much as it should, which has made it hard to push through. So I've been doing other things though. I also feel a real draw right now to what do kids need most right now. And so that's why I'm kind of going back to um, reading math a little bit more um, because of what happens with school this year. So that's kind of been a redirection for me is to go back to my root of um, getting back into teaching those types of subjects rather than just yeah. making. I see. Yeah. Um, kind of root back to the basics right now, because it seems like even um, what would be considered the normal uh, source of education is completely out of whack right now, too. So you're trying to ground everybody right now just by going back to the basics. That's funny. I just realized um, that's kind of, I guess that's kind of what Future Makers does is try to fill in those gaps. Yeah. Right. Where um, last, where I was really feeling it before in creativity and hands-on learning, but when everything disappeared, you're right. It was time to go back a little bit to the basics. It's been turbulent times. It's been crazy. Like we can't, ignore it. There's no ignoring it. And as much as we are trying to do what's best for the community, this has been, I think, a huge time for ourselves to look within individually and make sure that we are keeping ourselves grounded so that we can then turn around and make sure that we're giving our whole selves back to our community. What's uh, one thing that you do to invite positivity into your life? Probably daily meditation is the most important thing uh, for me. Um, I like to meditate in the morning or before I have something important to do. So also visualization. I, I, that's something that really helps a lot, visualizing how I want it to go in a positive way. Yeah. I have a tendency to not always do that right away, right? So you kind of have to retrain your brain. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> That's funny that you brought that up, the visualization. Just in my previous episode, I did like a little audio workshop where um, I had a segment where it was all about positive visualization. And I learned about this one trick where just take two minutes out of your day, just two minutes, and all you do is replay the most positive, happy, joyful moments of your life. And that is just supposed to give you a boost of serotonin. It is kind of like a form of meditation now that I think about it, because you're just kind of like honing in on specific thoughts and feelings. So that I definitely can resonate. I've used that for sure myself. I say it really quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, uh, shout out to Elizabeth Grindel. I don't know if you know her, the Grindel method. Um, last summer, she worked with us in our actual summer camp, and she is a heart math facilitator. So heart math is all about that. Um, they so we taught the kids to sit and think and live in that happy moment mm -hmm. every day um, for that that time period to visualize that, and then she actually has a monitor where they could see that coherence increasing. Um, so the kids learned that skill and it was so cool to see. Wow. 
That was fantastic. I want to talk about then because you brought it up about, you know, just just let's talk about wins right now. Who did you help and what impact did you have? What's your biggest win that you can think about? Uh, since we were talking about summer camp, last summer camp was very exciting. I think we maybe did five or six full scholarships. Cool. So that, that was very cool to be able to see, um, you know, that carry forward in such a big way because a lot of times we do pop-up workshops. Um, so this, you know, was like a, a two-month camp where the kids could come all day long and we were able to provide that to some kids um, so that make one, give one, buy one, give one. We're super mm -hmm. proud of that. Um, we popped up in lots of places, um, you know, that hasn't been easy, um, but very fulfilling. Yeah, what a testament to your mission of creating equal access. You know, something I think a common misconception or just, you know, I don't know if it's so, so much of a misconception as it is reality that a lot of wellness things out there, wellness services, are higher priced, are kind of more top tier priced. Uh, would you agree with that? Definitely. Um, also that that's the um, assumption. You know, one thing I've noticed with this new virtual world was all of a sudden, right, you could take the most expensive yoga class and do a lot of these things for free. Huh. Um, so that was, that was cool to see it equalized for a little while. Yeah, um, yeah normally I, um, even I learn a lot of the stuff from thing, places that don't even exist here in Las Vegas, right? They're not even like in our city. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, access in all ways can be difficult there. Um, but we also had our free yoga at Ferguson's downtown, which was great. Over that course of a couple of months, probably hundreds of kids accessed that. There's just so many wellness activities um, and amazing people, amazing entrepreneurs. They're doing so much to create equal access as well to all these services. All right, as we begin to wrap up, I want to turn the mic over to you again to call upon the audience for a specific call to action. Uh, what would that be? I would um, implore the audience to try something creatively that maybe they have been afraid to try in the past. Would that be painting, sewing, just getting out of the box and not being afraid to make mistakes creatively? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I wonder for how many folks who are listening to this right now, when's the last time you actually took a pen or even let's just say crayons or markers to paper and and just created something without any agenda. So let's see how that goes. I love that call to action. Thank you so much for that. And I want to make sure that our listeners will be able to find you and follow you on your platforms. Uh, where can they find you and Future Makers? Uh, Future Makers LV is our tag on everything. So Instagram, Facebook, um, and futuremakerslv.com. All right. Fantastic. Melissa, I want to thank you again so much for your time and value that you shared with me and my audience today. Thank you again for everything you're doing in our community. Oh, Des, thank you. I appreciate you today and look forward to working with you more in the future. Thank you so much for lending me your time today. If you found a moment of Zen through this episode, I kindly ask that you leave a review on iTunes so that this message might reach more people. 
for daily positivity, and to join a community of awesome humans, follow us on Instagram at ThePositiveAF.